us thank you, Lord, for your time. This is your time. And we ask that you minister to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, the other day I was uh, just uh, going out with my son. And I asked him, I said, what do you guys mean when you all say, you're not all, all that? And he says, well, that means if somebody thinks he's so important, then you let them know you are not all that. And I said, wow, that's good. Satan, Satan is not all that. Amen. Satan is, Satan is really not all that. Uh, there is great wickedness in the world today. There is an upsurge of wickedness in the world today. There are all kinds of things happening in the world right now. Uh, this weekend was a very tense weekend because of all that's happening in the country about the mosque and all of that. It's, it's just tense all around the world. And, and the one that is engi- the engineer that is really behind everything, every wicked act that's happening in the world is Satan himself. Satan is really the one behind it. All over the world, there are, you know, cold-blooded murders. There are killings in the name of God, oppressions, all kinds of wicked acts going on in the world. And Satan is behind all of it. And the reason why he's able to do that is because of the condition of the heart of men. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. That's just the condition of the heart of man. He's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. So Satan can actually walk through the condition of our hearts. And I've been there. You've been there with that deceit. He walks on us and a lot of wicked things happen in the world and to us. Satan is truly a wicked being. And he is getting angrier by the day. If you read in Revelation chapter 12, verse 12, it says, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Rejoice, O heaven, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil is come down to you, having great wrath. He's come down to the earth having great wrath because he knows that he has a short time. And he, he knows his time is short. And if you read in the scriptures, you remember Jesus will encounter some demons and they'll say, have you come to destroy us before the time? They know that their time is short. And so Satan is really busy doing all kinds of crazy stuff and just doing acts of wickedness unimaginable acts of wickedness all over the world and so what you find is because of the things that satan is able to do uh, you hear all kinds of things about the devil and some people are actually afraid of him and uh, in church in some churches and in some circles you hear more about the devil than the name of jesus is the devil, the devil, the devil is done this, the devil is done that. But, but what we're saying is, the devil is not all that. It's not all that. He is a defeated fool. The Bible tells us in First John chapter 5, verse 19, it tells us there, 
we know that we are of God. And the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. The whole world, every part of the earth is touched. There is wickedness in the United States. There is wickedness in Germany. There is wickedness all over the world. Great wickedness and it's increasing by the day. So that's going on. But notice what it says, that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. But we, the children of God, we are of God. We are not under the sway of the wicked one. He cannot control us. We belong to God. That's where our hope and our confidence is. We belong to him. We belong to our God. And we're free from his oppression. We are free from all that he can do. If you read in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, it says, You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. We have overcome the devil because Jesus whipped him. You know, there's a, a statement that Jesus uh, made and he said, In the beginning, it was not so. You heard that? In the beginning, it was not so. Every child of God has been created in Christ Jesus. Jesus lives in you. You are created in him. And if you read in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, the plan of God for your life is constantly and continually good. Devil or the devil himself also has a plan for your life. He wants nothing good to come to you. He wants nothing good to happen to you. But we are not at the devil's mercy. We are free from his oppression. God has delivered us from his oppression. That's why the scripture tells us in 1 John 4 verse 4, you are of God. That it says we know in 1 uh, John chapter 5 verse 19, he says we know that we are of God. The whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. But we are of God. And John tells us in John, 1 John verse 4 verse 4, uh, uh, chapter 4 verse 4, that you are of God, little children. Even though you're little children, the devil seems so big, you are not of him, you are of God. And you have overcome them, every one of them. Because the one who is living in you is greater than the one who is in the world. He is not all that. He is not all that powerful. And he cannot take your loved ones. He cannot take your finances. If you know the truth, he can destroy you. He, he, God can bring those that you want saved into the kingdom. Because he doesn't have all the power. God can do that for us. Satan is being promoted, you know, around, around the church. And some will even tell you that they have seen a vision of a red devil on the altar or on the stage. And they tell you, wow, and it's like revelation. We just saw a vision of the devil on the stage. He has seven horns and three tails, blue tails. 
and all just to make people to be afraid of him. But he's truly nothing. I want you to know that the devil is not all-powerful. And he's not present everywhere. He doesn't know what you're thinking. And I'll share with you from the scriptures. If you read in Genesis, uh, Exodus chapter 7, Moses went before Pharaoh and he cast his rod down. Remember that? And the rod turned into a snake. <laughs> and Pharaoh said, big deal. Magicians, come over. <laughs> Show him. And he said, all the magicians cast their rods down. And what happened to their sticks? All of them became snakes. Real snakes. That's what the Bible says. I believe it. The magicians, through their enchantments, were able to do that. They cast their rods down. He turned into real snakes. But Moses' rod ate all their rods so that they went out without their sticks. That was good. Good lesson. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened. And it's like, hey, we can do that too. And then the next thing, Moses turned water into blood. Guess what they did? They did exactly the same thing. They turned water into blood. But the curious thing, they can turn water into blood, but they can't change the blood into water. They'll go back. Moses can't do it. Satan has limitations. Amen. He can do all things. That was the second uh, uh, miracle. And then the third one, Moses decided, well, he was going to spread out and, you know, form frogs. And there was frogs all over the land. Frogs were coming into their home. Dumb magicians, they brought up more frogs on themselves. And they couldn't take the frogs away. But they were able to bring up frogs. Satan can do certain things. Amen? And then Moses said, this, I'm going to show them. Amen? And then he pointed his rod at the dust. And the dust became lice. And the magicians came. And they did their enchantment again. And they tried to do it. But they couldn't turn dust into lice. And the lice was all, all of them. And that got Pharaoh's attention. Amen? And then when he talked to his magicians, they said, well, this is the finger of God. Amen? That you can read that in uh, uh, Exodus chapter 8 verse 19. They said, this is the finger of God. This is beyond us. Satan is not all powerful. He has his limitations. He, what he can do. He is not all powerful. Now also, he is not present everywhere the way we think. <laughs> He's not present everywhere. You remember in uh, 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah challenged the prophets of Baal, 450 of them, and, and, and said they should you know, put their sacrifice on the altar and call on their God to send down fire. And the God who can send down fire will be the God for the whole children of Israel. And, and to them, that sounded good. Why? Because they thought they could do that, right? Why would you agree to something that you know you got, it's not going to happen? They thought they could do it. And they 
Elijah said, you go first. And they worshipped their God and they cried and they begged God, their God, Baal, please send fire. But there was no answer. And uh, if you read in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 27, Elijah became a cheerleader. He went to them and he said, uh, he said, Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is meditating or he's busy or he's on a journey or perhaps he's sleeping. He, their God is sleeping and must be awakened. He was mocking at them. You know what I personally feel? Satan thought he got the king. He got the king's wife. And Israel is taken care of. I'm going to somewhere in Africa where I can do business. Amen. <laughs> That's my feeling. He was busy doing something else. And there was a, a big thing going on here that will totally destroy his work. My mind is he was somewhere else. They're telling him, you need to go back, stop. He can't do anything. But even if he were there, he still couldn't bring fire from heaven. So he does have his limitations. Satan cannot do everything. He really cannot. Now, I want to share with you an understanding from the Word of God that when Jesus was on the cross of Calvary, a lot of things were happening in the spirit realm. A lot of things were happening in the spirit realm. Jesus was on the cross in our place for sin. He was on the cross for us, taking our sickness, our poverty, our frustration. And every evil thing that can occur or happen in the life of a man. Jesus was on there on the cross. He was our sacrificial lamb. His blood was being poured out. And if you go back to the Old Testament, the day of the Passover, when um, the children of Israel, through Moses, killed that lamb... And put the blood of the lamb on the lintel and on the doorpost. On that very day, Pharaoh or the ultimate slave master, that's the devil, on that very day, he lost his firstborn. I believe that when Jesus was hanging on the cross on that day, and his blood was being shed on the cross... The devil lost his very first bond. Now, what do you mean by that? Satan has threefold ministries. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, his ability to kill, to steal, and to destroy your life is over. The only power he has to do that is what you give to him. That day he lost everything with regards to power against our life. He lost everything on that day. He lost his firstborn when the blood was shed. 
the blood of Christ is now being laid, put on the lintel and the doorpost of your life. And the Bible says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Everywhere you go, the blood of Jesus is on your life. On the doorpost of your life and on the lintel of your life. Now, if you read in the scriptures, it didn't end that way. Jesus also went into the deep. Into the regions of the dead. He had to finish the work. And the Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. That Jesus disarmed principalities and powers. And he made a show. A public show of their defeat openly. Rejoicing in it. Jesus did that for us. If you read in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, the Bible tells us this. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared of the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. And release those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So Jesus actually has destroyed and stripped the devil of every power that he has. He stripped him of everything. And Jesus rose from the dead when in the old testament when you dis- when you defeat somebody you spoil them right you take everything that they have and that's what jesus did he disarmed him he took everything that he had satan was the one that had the power of death he could do whatever he wanted with death and because of the fear of death, people were afraid of him and he had his way and oppressed people for, because of that reason. That may not make sense to you, but spiritually it's a very deep thing. Because Jesus actually destroyed him who had the power of death. And if you read in Re- Revelation chapter 1 verse 18, he tells us this. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forever. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and death. Jesus has that. You cannot die as a Christian. He's got the key. Nothing, even sickness cannot come against you. I pray that God will help us understand Because Satan doesn't have any power anymore. You cannot die unless Jesus has allowed it. He has the keys. Satan doesn't have it anymore. Satan does not have it anymore. He cannot oppress you anymore. He cannot oppress your children anymore. He can't oppress your finances. He can't oppress anything that you've got unless you allow him. He is really powerless. This is a mystery 
that God revealed to his servant Paul. He's really deep. If you understand this mystery and you begin to walk in this mystery, you're free. That's why Paul said to the, to the Christians, he said, I have a desire to go home and be with the Lord. I have that desire. But you guys, you need me. So I'm in a street. I want to go home to be with God, which means I die and leave this world. But I also want to be with you because I know you need me. You still need to hear my voice so that I can give you the revelation that God is putting inside of me. I know you need me. I need to pour out upon your life the revelation that God has given to me. But I also want to be with him in heaven. I want to be, I want to see the face of Jesus. I want to enjoy his presence. But you need me. So he made his decision. Okay, I'll just stay for a while. Meaning nobody can kill me or take my life till I'm ready to go home. That's an amazing thing. Why? Because Jesus has the keys of hell and death. That's why we can pray for people in hell, amen, that Satan is confined and he's thinking in his mind, I'm taking all of this to hell. But when we talk to Jesus, amen, and we pray to him and say to him, we need this individual in the kingdom of God and we stay with it, guess what? He takes the key, he opens the hell gate, hey, sonny, come over here. They need you over here. Amen. He has no power. Satan's power is gone. Jesus took it from him. If you read in Matthew chapter 24, 28, verse, verse uh, 18, he said, after Jesus rose from the dead, he announced to his disciples, he said, all authority, all authority, or all power in heaven and on earth have been given to me. All power. So there is, there is power nowhere else in the world. All power, all authority in the whole world, both in heaven and on the earth. They are all residing in one man. Amen? Think about that. All authority in heaven. That's where God the Father is. All authority up there and all authority, all power down here. They all reside in Christ. Satan got nothing. Think about it. If all of them are in Christ, he has nothing. That's why the Bible says, you are of God, little children. And you have overcome, not going to, you have overcome them. Because the greater one, the one who has all powers, he lives inside of you. What have you to be afraid of? The one that can make all provision available. The one that has all authority, both in heaven and on the earth. He lives in you. That's why he says you are of God, little children. And you have overcome them. Because the one who is living inside of you is greater than he who is in the world. You got nothing to be afraid of. God will take care of you. You know, Satan is lied a lot. He made, made Christians to think when things are happening to them that God has a hand in it. God, in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, he doesn't think any evil thing about you. But Satan's thought concerning you is constantly evil. But God cannot change himself to be like the devil. 
He thought concerning you, according to Jeremiah 29 verse 11, he's constantly good. God cannot change himself. So he's working on your behalf. And he's planned this thing this way so he can bless your, bless your life. If all authority and all power in heaven and on earth is in Christ and you are living in him, he is in you and you in him, who is going to be able to touch you? You're free. God is at work. This is the way God designed it. He planned it this way. And we'll beg of you just a little bit of time this morning. Amen? Because I still have a little bit to share with you. Very important. Now, if you go to Ephesians chapter 3, beginning from verse 8 through 11, God, Paul was speaking. <coughs> he said, to me, who I am, less than the least of all the saints. Was this grace given that I might preach Christ among the Gentiles? To preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. To preach the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all know I want this revelation that's been given to me to preach Christ among you Gentiles and to make all know the fellowship of the mystery. What is the fellowship of the mystery? I want all of them to know what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in Christ. I mean, in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. To the intent, this is the reason. It's a, it's a, it's a mystery. When you come to Christ, there is a fellowship in the, there is a mystery in the fellowship that you've come into with God. It's a deep fellowship. There's a mystery to it. And Paul says, his ministry is to make all, both unbelievers and everyone know what is this fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages had been hid in God who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent that now, that this very hour, that now, as, as you live with me, that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known. How? By the church. The manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. To who? To principalities and powers in heavenly places. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord that was his eternal purpose that the church will be the vehicle to deal with the devil 
to show him that we have this fellowship with God that is a mystery. That has brought his defeat. If we understand it, then we'll begin to stand and believe God. You know, he says to, to, to demonstrate this power, the fellowship of the mystery by the church, to principalities and powers in heavenly places, right? Heavenly places. Now, if you read in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 3, he said, Blessed be the Lord God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all, every spiritual blessings, where? In heavenly places. All your blessings are in heavenly places. All of them. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing, every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And then you read in Ephesians chapter, ten, uh, chapter 6. He says, we do not war against flesh and blood. But we war against principalities, powers, the ruler of the way of wickedness in our age. And God has given us the power, this wickedness in heavenly places. They are all in heavenly places. God is saying to us that it's through the church that he is going to show principalities and powers the mystery of the fellowship we have with him because the devil has been paralyzed we do not war against flesh and blood against principalities and powers the rulers of darkness the darkness of this age spiritual wickedness in heavenly places where our blessings are amen that's where our blessings are but god saying this purpose was already a plan, eternal plan by God that he accomplished in Christ that we, just the church, we can demonstrate to the devil, you got nothing against me. You got nothing against me. When we stand, he's got nothing. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Once you gain the knowledge, it's nothing, you know, my thinking is this, and I'm going to close with this. My thinking is this, when Jesus went into the regions of the damned, the damned, he whipped the devil real good in the presence of his guys. And the struggle was to get the keys, amen? <laughs> you know, after the blood was shed in Egypt, and the children of Israel were living, guess what they did? They spoiled, right? The people. And they took all their golds and everything. You remember? They took everything and they, they went out. And I believe that uh, after Jesus is taking all of these things from the devil in hell and was about to leave the regions of the dead and come back to the natural world, they didn't like it. They decided that they were going to go after him and really fight. And you know what happened? They all drowned in the Red Sea. Amen. <laughs> I pray you get what I'm talking about. They all drowned. Every single power of the enemy has been destroyed. 
The only power he's got, because after Jesus rose, he knew he's lost everything. That's why the Bible says, if the princes of this world had known, they wouldn't have crucified the prince of life. But they did. And when Jesus rose, they lost everything. The only thing they have left with them is what they started with after Jesus rose. Lies. Just lies. They told, they, they, they went, the devils went through the high priest and all of them and said, now, uh, tell the people that his disciples came and stole his body. Remember that? That's all they got. Lies. And they're still lying to us today. You don't have to believe their lies. Amen? He is nothing. You don't have to be afraid of him. You can be free. There is no need to go back into your past. If you were shedding tears in secret, today is the day for you to shout for joy. Amen? If you have been down, today is to, day, the day to put on your garment of praise before God. Today is the time to shout before God and refuse whatever the devil is doing to you. Jesus said in the beginning it was not so. So whatever you are going through, when you were cre created in Christ, go back to the beginning. In the beginning, it was not so. And God will change it to what it should be. So regardless of what you're going through today, the beginning is today. Amen? God will change everything. Would you bow your head with me this morning? If you don't already know him the way that you should, and you have not truly committed to him totally, remember the devil is come down with great wrath. If you are not in Christ, you are exposed to that. I want to pray with you this morning to make a commitment to Christ, a genuine commitment to him. I want to pray with you. If you're not already, if you've not already made that commitment, God is calling you to make that commitment to his son this morning. And if you want to do that, I want to pray with you. And if you're here and you're saying, that's me, pastor, I need you to pray with me. I need, I want to make that commitment, total commitment to Christ. I, that's me you're talking to. Let me see your hand up right now. Put your hand up. Let me see your hand up. Let me see your hand up. Thank you. Is there anybody here? Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to put another word out. If you feel oppressed in your life, and you believe that the devil has been taking advantage of you, but today, you've heard the word and you know the truth. And you want God to manifest himself in your life right now. And that's you. Can I see your hand up? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want you to stand up. Stand up right now. Stand up. Be genuine before God. It's always good to be genuine to God. You're saying enough is enough. I'm not going to take that anymore. If you're sick in your body, you said enough is enough because Jesus is taking the keys of hell and death and God is going to heal you by his power, there can be no oppression. I need you to come up here and join me. Please come up here and join me. 
Come up here and join me. The devil is powerless. Can you say an amen? The devil is powerless against the children of God. The devil has no power against us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I need our prayer partners to please come and help me. And I'm going to encourage you. When you are prayed for, God hears the prayer. <laughs> and also, I want to say this. If you are hurting financially, today is your day of deliverance. That just came to me. If you're hurting financially, God will change that today. And there's going to be a change coming your way. There is a wind of God that's blowing right now. And it's coming to you for good. Amen. Prepartners, you help me. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever in your life is making life better for you. If you need that sweetness of God today for deliverance, please come out and let the children of God pray with you for deliverance. Because Satan has no right to hold you back. He has been defeated. Jesus poured principalities and powers. He made a show of Satan's defeat openly. And we will demonstrate that this morning by the power of our God, by the power of the name of Jesus, Satan can hold no one down can oppress nobody whatever you need from god god will give it to us this very day according to his word thank you jesus thank you jesus hey if the rest of us i need you to stand up stand up this morning stand up this morning i'm going to make you Go through some exercise this morning. Amen. I'd like you to tell the devil, get away from me. I'm free. Can you do that? Get away from me. I'm free. Can, let me see you shake your body a little bit. Hey. <laughs> no. <laughs> get away. I'm free. Can you say that? I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Yes, God has made me free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to pray and we will close. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. Because you have given us this precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For our freedom. Lord, I bless your people in your name today. I bless your people in your name today. They are the light of the world. They are the salt of the earth. I thank you, Lord God, for ministering to your people and for blessing them, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.